you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me on this journey to owning our careers, owning our lives, and owning our future. I started this podcast as a companion to the book I've been writing called Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is all about helping you stop drifting, take control, own your future, and achieve your goals. And along the way, in March, I started doing these live interviews on LinkedIn with experts, thought leaders, um, people in my network, and I thought it would be a good idea to take the audio from those and put them on a podcast that would be helpful for people to listen to on demand who want to take ownership of their careers and deal with these crazy times under COVID-19. So today I'm sharing an interview that I did live on LinkedIn with my friend Carrie Twig. And Carrie is uh, a career coach and strategist. She helps people use stories to land work. And she's a top voice on LinkedIn. She's someone I've been following on LinkedIn for a couple of years, and we never talked live until I invited her to this interview. And in this interview, we really hone in on not just owning your career, but really how to prepare for a future career change, uh, what to be thinking about if you lose your job, if you get furloughed, or you're just thinking about changing careers, doing something differently, and especially how to deal with these crazy times under COVID-19. Now, without further ado, here is my live interview with Carrie Twig. All right. I am live with the famous Carrie Twig, who is a career transition coach, workshop facilitator, career expert, uh, master of career stories and getting attention, and soon to be (laughs) author as well. Uh, not to mention a prolific content creator on LinkedIn. Carrie, welcome to the show. Oh, so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you on. We were just chatting before. I was saying, you know, we've been connected on LinkedIn for probably a year or two, following each other, supporting each other's content, comments here and there. I've always loved all the stuff that you you put out there, both on career stuff. You do meditations. You do all kinds of things um, that I also love and I'm into. So, uh, it's great to finally talk to you live and in person. And I think it's cool that we get to share that with anybody who else, uh, anybody else who wants to tune in. Yeah. Cool. So before I want to get into, you know, talking about taking ownership of your career and especially how to kind of define your career and stand out in a marketplace we're in right now under coronavirus, where, you know, unemployment rates going up, it's probably, a lot of people worried about their jobs. It's probably going to be harder to get a job in the near future uh, without doing some things to stand out. So I want to get into that. Before we do, let's just start with a quick intro of you know who you are and, and what you do. Oh, man. So um, Car- I'm like, you already know. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I, I'm Carrie Twig. I have spent like the last 20 years of my life helping people figure out their stories and then how to share it confidently. Mostly like before that, as a drama teacher. Um, and I loved being a drama teacher and helping people to, you know, figure out that to be a character, they could just have to find who they are in order to embrace this other character. But I was a bit limited and like, I just didn't want to train actors that I felt like this stuff could be useful in careers. So about seven years ago, I transitioned to just how to use theater and stories in career development, did like an HR certificate. Um, yeah, and I just combined them, right? And I think that's probably like the, the bet we can get into it, but the best advice I have is 
right now, is there any combination of things that you could bring? Because if you do, you're going to bring this like something that no one has seen before. And yeah. that's what's going to get you hired and noticed, whether you're looking to land with a company or if you're thinking about, um, yeah, working for yourself. Right. Can you give me a couple examples? I mean, I know you talk to a lot of people, work with a lot of people, like some examples of things that people have combined to really create that unique value proposition. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know what? I was working with a woman and she it's kind of too bad because not like in the situation, it feels weird. But she loved um, she she loved Italy. <laughs> so it's a bad example. But <laughs> When, it, when Italy wasn't a terrible place going through. Back when Italy was cool. Yeah. Well, Italy's still cool. They're just. It's still cool. It's struggling, right? Um, I hear you. Yeah. So she really loved Italian cooking, but she also was like an HR person. So it, she experienced job loss um, and she made the combination of being a part-time consultant here and then working in Italy for her husband's company um, for about four months of the year. So made this cool, like. I think a, like a cool transition of taking what she loved and, and making it. Um, There's another woman that did that, but with Italian cooking. So she started to make these like full um, Italian meals in people's houses. So like, that's, that's cool where you take your interests. Um, yeah. Another woman who loved, um, she was a pharmacist and she loved the step-by-step process of being a pharmacist but she just took that and brought um and was training bakeries how they could systemize their like and make the way that they do their baking um follow standards but also like be more efficient and so she became this yeah. like bakery trainer but she was a pharmacist yeah oh so, that's cool and yeah. i like the the italian cooking angle you know things to kind of set yourself apart you know really like give your personality some flair although I was thinking when, for some reason when you were saying that, that you were going to say that she was, you know, making these wonderful Italian dishes and then bringing them with her to job interviews. Oh. Kind of like that would really <laughs> no. cut you apart. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it would. It absolutely would. <laughs> so what are you, um, you know, you, your career transition coach, you work with a lot of people. Do most of the people you work with, are they... Uh, in jobs and thinking about doing something different? So the early preparation period, or are they in like crisis mode? I just lost my job and I need to figure out what to do. Yeah, both. So, but I prefer to work with the pre-planners. Like, yeah. um, so there's, well, that's not fair. I I like people in bad situations as well because yeah. I, like I like to, I'm a fixer and a helper, so I don't mind okay. it. Um, so most people who hire me, so pay for me themselves, have full-time jobs and they either want to show up at those jobs in a way they, where they feel more confident or they're thinking about making a move and they want to, and they know the move is like six months to a year out or a company hires me. Like right now, most of my business is individual companies hiring me um, because they are laying off their staff and they want to offer them career transition services. So I get like, so I meet those people um, and it's, uh, often the day that they experience a job loss, like this morning, I was at a meeting. Um, yeah. They they had a Zoom call with someone. They let them know that they lost their job, and then I came on and was like, gonna, "Yeah, surprise!" <laughs> you never want it to be a surprise. But then I was there yeah. and said, "You know, I'm sorry this happened. 
I'm we're meeting under bad circumstances, but I'm going to be your coach. Right. And let's no. have a conversation. That person left. So I do that as well. Okay. I'm yeah. curious about that conversation. Uh, I have not, I guess I'm lucky that I haven't been in that situation. I mean, I've certainly had plenty of jobs that I didn't do very well at, uh, yeah. but I haven't been in that exact situation where I've been laid off and then had to figure out what to do next. What is that conversation like? And is it, is, do you find, what's the mix of people that are like, oh, I've been preparing for this and building my network versus like, oh my God, I'm in shock. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Most, most people are in shock. Yeah. Yeah. Like most people did not, it's sad because I don't think anyone, I don't think it should be a surprise to anyone. Right. right. I think like right now it's more of a, like everyone's surprised or maybe not surprised, but they weren't counting on it because mm -hmm. if we weren't in the situation where we are in, they would have, they, even the HR people are saying we would keep them. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, we can't afford to. We just can't right now. Yeah. Right. Before this, um, they were a little bit, it, it's hard. It's why they need the services, but they are just out of touch with how they're behaving at work, mm. how their work is perceived, um, not taking the guidance that was given. And then the company has to say, like, we can't, we can't have you anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, it's almost toxic. And do yeah. you get involved at all in kind of translating that feedback to say like, hey, they told me that this is going on and you might want to work on improving this for your next job interview? Or is that more between them and the company? Yeah. Like, so like you're like, you've never experienced job loss. The thing that people remember yeah. when they experience job loss is like what is said at that meeting. Hmm like the way that they're told, right? The, the words that the manager says, um, any feedback. So if a manager kind of says, and this is why, that person will emotionally hold on to it forever. So they usually don't, Ooh. they usually don't get it and it's gonna make it harder for them to heal. Um, and yeah, so sometimes I'll get into it. Sometimes I don't, it kind of, like it might, I'm aware of it as a coach. So when it pops up, in other ways, like how they're behaving yep. at an interview or how they're introducing themselves, and I can coach yep. them through it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But it's All a right. rough time to be criticized. Oh, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm sure, even though like, and I have a hard time with feedback anytime, even though it's it's how we improve, right? We need that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but uh, like when we came on earlier, you said your shirt's not pink enough, and I had to go change. <laughs> I had a red shirt on, and you it's told me it was pink. It was pink day, so I changed my shirt. And you wear a picture. <laughs> so I've got a few more questions. We also have some people watching us live. Uh, if you are watching live, drop a comment in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know if you have any questions for Carrie about uh, career transitions, preparing for your next role, preparing for a future career change. Um, I've spoke about that and, and written about that, but I know you are the master in this space. So um, let me put myself in that situation, you know, I've just been laid off and I'm a little bit in shock. I got to figure out what to do next. What's the first two or three things I need to do? What, what advice do you give people like, who are dealing with that? Like at that meeting, like we just met? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting past the shock and now it's, I mean, I'm the type of person that's like, okay, well, I've got to do something. I got to move on. So like, let's figure out what to do next. Yeah. So my first advice is always be kind to yourself. Cause if you start being mean to yourself, uh, and start doubting you're going to like, this is going to be horrible. Uh, feel the feels really normal. It's, it's like the change cycle. So really normal to feel sad, glad, mad, and a little bit scared. 
um, feel the feels, the, the kind of the quicker you process the feelings, the, the quicker you're going to deal with them and they're not going to pop up in an ugly way. Let's figure out your want to work date and your need to work date. So maybe you want to work in like a week, but I we also need to know the date when you start running out of money um, because those dates are going to change our strategy, right? Mm. We have... We have a lot of luxury. If you're, you're like have to work, your need to work date is six months, then, you know, you can spend two or three months really going for that dream job where you're not, you know, budging on anything. If you need to land in two weeks and you have no income, you're going to change the way that you job search. Like you're going to be less romantic about it. So those are like, yeah, let's figure out your money. (laughs) Be kind to yourself. Um, And then in terms of coaching, the first thing I have people do is I go like, let's just figure out what your career story is. And I start, like, I always start there with the stories. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So that, that probably is a nice transition to the, the other side of the coin. The other question I wanted to ask, which is, uh, let's say I'm someone that is either unhappy in my job or I'm, I suspect something's going to drop soon, right? That like something, I'm in an industry, I'm, you know, I work for an airline and you oh, know, yeah. they're going to be laying people off and I'm probably on that list. So I don't want to wait for that to happen. I want to start preparing no, no. now. So what sort of things should I be doing? We'd be doing now to prepare for that future career change. Cause either whether I want to do it voluntarily or it may eventually be forced in the next few months. Yeah. So I started with stories like that's, that's where yeah. I start. Yeah. Yeah. So start yeah. with your career story, which is understand is the career story, the whole past, where I came from, what I've done, what I've accomplished, that sort of thing. Nah, I only care about what you enjoy doing, what you've accomplished in your career. So um, I'll say like starting today and for the next seven days, write out a story about something that you love. So a day you went to work and you felt like alive, <laughs> you, you, and it could be big and it could be small, but just write those out. And then I usually say like on index cards. So like crown index card, write out your story. After seven to 10 days, look at all those stories and identify what skill you used in it. So like, do you have, do you have a career? Like, do you have a happy day story? A happy day story. Yeah. So like a day and it can, that you have worked where like at the end of the day, you're like, yes, like, it doesn't matter what I got paid or didn't like, I made a different, like, yeah. To have a day, like, can you think of a day like that? Yeah. I like to think I, I have quite a few of those. It, it cool. involves a lot of, it involves a lot of social interaction. I'm, I'm an extrovert and I am on, even though I work from home, I'm used to social distancing physically. I'm yeah. on zoom all day. I do a lot of podcast interviews, connect with a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm in sales, you know, selling train development. So I connect with clients and have great conversations and feel like I can help them. I do some coaching, um, if, you know, if I feel like I'm making connections and really helping people, yeah. then I'm going to finish the day feeling really good. Cool. Can you think of a specific day, like a specific example of when that, of that? Hmm. Wow. I don't know if I can think of a specific day. I mean, yesterday was a very good day. I had some, actually, no, Monday was a very good day because I had a lot of really great conversations. Um, I... I'm also kind of a big picture thinker, like to think about where everything is going in the future with my business. And uh, I had some really good 
client conversations on Monday. I also just hired a new assistant and she is awesome. Her name's okay. Stephanie. And we had a good conversation on Monday and um, she's helping me a lot. And she says that she's learning a lot from me, which makes me feel really good and fulfilled. Uh, and so that's been a really good relationship that's been filling me up this week as well. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So I, ha and I did like, I'm like, my clients can't be general. <laughs> so like, tell me a specific, <laughs> oh, right. Which is hard, which is why like, you know, me just popping it when you weren't ready. <laughs> is yep. it really fair? But if, like if the Stephanie one, like if, if yep. her name's Stephanie, right? Yes. So if that is your hat. Like if you're like, I hired this incredible person she's feeling good. We're connecting. Yep. I know like this is going to help my business. I know it's also going to help her. That feels great. Yep. Then you would write that on one card, right? Okay. And then the next day you think of another time that you were happy and it might be from like 10 years ago, hmm. might be from a volunteer experience when you're like, oh yeah, I loved, you know, how I helped that kid tie his skate laces, you know, yeah. at ice camp. So you write all those stories and then you figure out what skill you use. So in the Stephanie story, what skill, what skills were you using? Um, I, you know, a little bit of teaching, right. Which yeah. is, which is nice. Yeah. Um, a little bit of coaching, yeah. a little bit of being coached. Uh, she's already doing that for me, which is really nice. Yeah. So being um, open to feedback. Oh, yeah. You said you're not good at, so that's interesting. Okay. I, I didn't say I wasn't good at. I just said I didn't like it. Like, she, she hasn't given me any. She hasn't given me any constructive feedback yet. Okay. We'll see. Oh, you took praise with. I took praise. <laughs> yes, well. exactly. I've been taking praise. I'm very good at accepting compliments and praise. Um, actually, you mean seriously though? I for a yeah. long time I wasn't good at accepting compliments and oh, praise. I think okay. a lot of people are not. Right. That's I would true. deflect all the time. And oh. now I've learned to accept that because it is so important when I pay compliments to someone, when I say, Carrie, you're so dynamic. I love all your content. I love how you come across in this interview. Really fun to talk to. And then you deflect it away. Oh, yeah. it's, it's almost kind of rude to me that you're not accepting my compliment. Yeah. That I'm trying to so I try to accept the compliments that, oh. um, that come my way. Um, other skills are, are strategizing and really get into marketing tactics. I, I've learned that I really love marketing um, content marketing, building a personal yeah. brand, things like but that. Not, and I'm but not with her. What did you do with Stephanie? Well, <laughs> Stephanie's go. Well, with her, I'm I'm doing a lot of that strategizing and oh, saying, okay. hey, I'm thinking about doing this, this, laying it out, yeah. laying out a marketing plan and saying, you know, here's where you can help me. And she's getting yeah. excited about that. So identifying uh, opportunities, delegating. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. So I'm good I at delegating. A, I'm not a micromanager, quite the yeah. opposite. Okay. So I have a skill of like great at strategy, brainstorming, teaching, coaching, open to feedback, identifying mm -hmm. opportunities, delegating. Yeah. So those are all the skills in one story. So okay. say you had another story and it was like, it was the tying the shoelaces or tying okay. the skates for some boy at, yeah. at an ice camp. And then you go, what skills were there? And you'd be like, oh, well, I'm showed empathy and helpfulness mm. and whatever, you know, <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. Um, then after, so you have these seven stories, find the hidden skills in all of them, and then you look for the skills that keep popping up. So if you notice in every story that you are really proud of the work, if it's always about building strategy and delegating and identifying opportunities, that's your career story. It mm. means, no matter if you're Andy, like 
sales guy or Andy, the coach or Andy, like whatever. Yeah. Like those are the skills that you're going to bring anywhere. And that's what you lead with. And then if you can go into your career search, knowing exactly like what you offer and what you're proud of, you don't have to doubt it. You don't, you don't have like imposter syndrome because it's based on reality. So I start everyone yeah. with, let's find your career story. Let's back it up with examples that your target is going to like. Yeah. And then we, then we just work on how do you craft the story and the narrative that yeah. backs it up everywhere you go. So, so everyone is saying the same thing about you. Yeah. So you're going beyond just like, what experience do you have? What are you good at? Care. But it's yeah. really, I don't care. It's, <laughs> what, <laughs> it's what fills you up, what energizes you, um, which is going to make you happier in your next job. If you find something that really addresses that, so you can go into that interview confidently and say, oh, I love teaching, mentoring others or yeah. uh, having these conversations, facilitating workshops. I do a lot of facilitation. I know that always fills me up. I love doing that. Right. So I can come in yeah. and say, oh yeah, you can put me in front of a room. I'll be very happy doing that. Um, versus, yeah. oh, I hate doing that. Like, yeah. I guess, and like the converse thing would be like, I'm actually, because of a past job, I'm pretty good with spreadsheets, but I do not want to spend more than, you know, 10 minutes there. Exactly. It's not my exactly. thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I can do yeah. it. But I don't yeah. love it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I think if people, like if they're thinking about a transition, like that, that, you know, example of they're working at an airline, oh, they might have to transition. Yeah. Them just limiting it to what's available right now right. or what they've done before isn't going to make them happy. But if they can figure out what it is, then they have a brand and they're looking for things that have it. And that's yeah. where I'm like, yeah. that need to work and want to work matter. Because the need... <laughs> If it yep. has one of them, we're happy. The want, right. if it has all three, ah, oh, glorious, right? Yeah. Like then, then we can have career really good. joy. Yeah. Yeah. Then you feel really good about it. So yeah. uh, question, and it seems like this could be the answer, but question came in from uh, Chris Hadley on the LinkedIn Live, uh, who said, uh, what would you recommend people who have been furloughed to do during this time? And should they look for a new company to work for instead of waiting? Oh yeah, I'd look. Like I figure out your career, like I figure out your career story. Yeah. Right? Think about what you're really good at and then look for like look for where you could go. Um where you could go next. And maybe you're maybe you're waiting, but there's no harm in knowing cuz even if you get rehired, the company reopens, it's going to be different. Like it's not going to go back to how it was. So your role when you return to your job, even like your old job, even the jobs right now who are people are working from home, it's a different job. And yeah. if you know where you shine, if you're like, when I do this, this like when I do this work, I'm the best use of to the company and I'm happiest. Yeah. You're going to have a way, a way better time than just like, I'll just wait and wait and see. Yeah, yeah, so I think it's worth, and you don't have to be like advertise, hey, I'm a job seeker. Right. You may not even actively be applying, but you could practice talking about your skills, sharing examples, mm -hmm. having conversations with people about, you know, where there might be openings or what changes are happening. Yep. So that if you have to go for it, at least you know what to say. And yeah. that you're not like, I'll take anything. Right. Like, <laughs> because I take anything. I don't like... So if Stephanie, like <laughs> who you hired, yeah, if you when you asked her like how you could help me, if she's like, I'll do anything, right. how would that make you feel? 
I'd feel like, okay, she's desperate and I don't know what she's good at or what she enjoys because I want her to be happy in this. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it doesn't make you have a bunch of trust in her, even though she may be like, she may feel like she's being generous. Mm-hmm. If you're not clear about how you help and if you don't know that and someone else comes in and they do, they're going to go with someone else. Yeah. And right now where everyone is terrified, there's so much risk in everything. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to take a risky choice. Like even in a good environment, take like the, taking someone who doesn't know what they're good at is always yep. a risk. Yeah, yep. so, I agree. And if I'm furloughed or I have extra time right now, I think I am taking time on self-reflection, right? Crafting that story, understanding who I am, what I care about, what are my, my purpose, my values, what energizes me, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I'm doing is building my network like crazy, right? Just connecting with people, finding mm-hmm. those people that are doing the jobs that I wanted, you know, I might be interested in and doing those career interviews, right? The you know, yeah. can I just have a, you know, a virtual coffee and just ask you about your job and find out what you do and then think about like, oh, Carrie told me that she does this and this. But one of the main things she does is talk to these people when they just got laid off. I would be terrified. I don't want to do that. Right. Or or that would energize me. I would really like to. you get to learn more and reflect on would I like to do that? Would I not like to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And you can test like that's one way of testing. You also like test things out by doing it. So um, I got certified to be a mindfulness teacher in mm. December. Cool. So I trained for a couple months. I've been meditating for like nine years and I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to coach this. Yep. And the thing I'm the scaredest ever of teaching is meditation. Cause mm. I'm, I don't have the energy of a meditation teacher, right? Yeah. Like I have the glow yep. <laughs> and the smile, Yeah. but my energy is like, yeah. and every other meditation teacher is like, Right, just like pay atten- ah, yeah, right. pay attention to your breath, and I'm like, I don't. So that's why I need this. <laughs> yeah, but I but I really feel like I can teach it in a fun way. So yeah, I started leading these online meditations because yeah. I'm like, maybe one day I'll be known for like be the mindfulness and career lady. Yeah, the mindfulness the, career coach. Yeah, but the only way I'm gonna be that is if I show up as that. Mm-hmm. So I just started making, not many people come, like sometimes no one comes, <laughs> they're yeah. live, right? Uh, lost lots, like thousands of LinkedIn followers for doing it on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the other way of testing it, right? So if right now you're thinking about something, is there a way you could talk about it, share information about it, mm. test it out a little bit to, yeah. because, you know, see if you like it. Because it's one thing to think it, another to do it. Um, and if you do like it, people will start recognizing you with that new work. Yeah. So, right? Like I could become the mindfulness career coach. I just need to show up and do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love this idea of, you know, just trying things, practicing. You know, that's what I'm doing all the time. Get outside your comfort zone a little bit. Um, yeah. We got another question. Uh, and I see some some comments from uh, Diana Alt, who said she connected with you a while ago. So, hey, Diana. Nice to see you. And I uh, also got a question from uh, Abraham Thibodeau, who, just side note, I love the whole networking. Like, I'm always talking to people. And I think Abraham and I, I'm pretty sure I met him at an airport, like, well over 10 years ago. And uh, showing up here on the LinkedIn. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Abraham. Um, is, he a, but- is he a Thibodeau or a Thibodeau? Uh, we'll have to ask him. I think it's Tibibu, T-I-B-E-B-U, Tibibu. 
Um, I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong. His question is, can you use a side hustle to explore a new career direction? Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect, especially if your side hustle is totally different from what you did it. Yeah. So if you are interested in something, start doing it. You can, like when I started this career coaching, all I did was give free career advice on LinkedIn. Like I wasn't selling, I was, I was like a mm. policy analyst with the government. So I, I had been a career coach for a company. I left that, um, I was working as policy analyst and then I just started to share career story stuff mm -hmm. and people were like excited about it. They're sharing it. And then they're like, can I hire you? So my business started as a side hustle. Yeah. So if you have an idea about something, yeah. Test a side hustle. And then if you go, hmm, I like this work, but maybe I don't want to do it for myself. You can use that work experience and all those accomplishment stories and the expertise and the connections to land a job. So, yeah, that's a beautiful way to do, make money while you test something out. Right. You're and brilliant, you Abraham. Thibodeau. And if you have a salary to support, you don't have to be desperate with the side yes. hustle. Right? You're like, oh my God, I need to yes. get high paying customers. Like, I'm just going to take different clients I like to work with, whatever it may be. And I'm going to try this woodworking or coaching or whatever, yeah. you know, spend some time on it, try to sell it, see if I really like doing it. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like when I got into uh, coaching, I got certified and I thought, oh, I want to be a full time coach. And I started doing it. And I realized I enjoy it, but I don't want to do it all the time. So yes. I switched gears, you know? Yeah. Um, so try, that's why trying the things is so important. Yeah. Um, we had a question from Diana who said earlier that uh, she had no idea about your theater background. I didn't either, but I can totally see it. Oh. Uh, and yeah. she asked, what are the top questions you are hearing from clients and potential clients right now? They are wondering if people are hiring. So I think they're like, is a is this a bad time to look for a job? Is what mm -hmm. I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what they're all. They're just like, Carrie, tell me, <laughs> is this a different time yeah. to be looking this for a, a job? Bad time to be looking for a job, right? Yeah, because otherwise the questions haven't changed. The questions are the same, which are mostly like, you know, people are wondering like how to figure out what they're good at, um, how to deal with rejection in a job search. Um, how do you approach people? Like that's those questions are all the same, but the right. big, the biggest new one is, yeah, like is this a stupid time to be looking for a job or making right. a change? Yeah. And my answer is no. Like the businesses that are going to survive right now yeah. are are kind of going like, what are we going to do next, and how are we going to change? And what they're looking for is yeah. people who can help them do that. So. If yeah. you're an ideas person, if you're a doer, if you're a strategic thinker, if you can help with change management morale, go help those companies. You're actually, you're doing yeah. a disservice. If your company doesn't appreciate that about you, yeah. land something where you can make a difference and then yeah. change the company and let's get more people hired, right? Like do something that gets all the other people who don't have that skill, build programs that and get jobs for them, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I love it. And I was also thinking that, I mean, first of all, I'm sure the job market is not as good for job seekers now as it was five weeks ago. But if you are asking that question, then you're probably not completely satisfied in your job and you may yeah. as well at least start the process and start looking around, right? Yeah. And if like, yeah, because if they're unhappy, 
Like if poor Stephanie <laughs> didn't like working for you. Why are you picking on Stephanie? She I'm likes not, working. I love work. her. I love her. She's still in the honeymoon phase. It's only been like three days. Or like a week <laughs> or whatever. But you get <laughs> she hasn't really gotten to know me yet. Yeah. <laughs> I leave, we'll be having the conversation again. I'm going to send her to you. She's like, I need another job. Need She's I'm like, okay, I know the coach that you can hire. <laughs> but if she hated work, like if she didn't like working for you, I know she loves it. You're the best. Uh, oh, but totally. if she didn't like it, and you need to pivot. She's yes. holding your. She's holding. Um, she's holding you back. Your company back, and she's holding yeah. back somebody else who would love to work with you, right? Yeah. So, if you're thinking about leaving, like you know, be give your company lots of notice if you land something. Still do the job. Like don't yep. don't be a jerk. But you're holding um, yourself back and the company back if yeah. you're not making that move. And it's the same way the other way around. I you know I facilitate a lot of leadership workshops and we have this conversation all the time because people have so much obviously a hard time firing people right nobody likes to give people that bad news but if someone's underperforming and they're clearly in the wrong job the longer you let them stay there the longer that you're holding them back and your company back and the people on your team back when they could be flourishing in some other job if you would just let them go and it's easy for me to say that as an outsider i wouldn't want to have that conversation either but you know it's, sometimes it's got to be done yeah it's a gift it's a gift yeah, it is. I tra it is. I train the I train the people how to deliver that news. So oh, interesting. Yeah, but I'm, my a... line of like it's a it's a like it's a gift. It's a, it's gift. a hard gift. Yeah, but you're also supplying them with career transition services, so they're going to be supported. Like yeah, it almost so. always works out for the better. I mean, just yesterday I was interviewing. Do you know Adam Posner? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, his story about Gary Vee. Yeah, his story. Yeah. Gary Vee. And uh, the funny thing is, I met Adam in person at the LinkedIn Talent Connect event uh, conference in Dallas in September because okay. we both Gary Vee was there. He was a keynote speaker, and we both yeah. like saw his LinkedIn live and went running to find him and like shook his hand. <laughs> and and then I met um, Adam and I had been following each other on LinkedIn, and we're like, oh hey, what's up? And then we talked, you know, the rest of the day pretty much, and he told me his whole story uh, and. It's just amazing, but it ended up working out really well for him. He got yeah. fired and it was the worst thing that ever happened to him. And now he's got, you know, his own agency and a podcast and he's on LinkedIn Live and all this stuff, right? Great things are going on. So it always, always works out for the better. I'm jealous of that story. I like, it's so, like, it's such a good, like, because, like, if you lose, like, a big thing like that, Matt, people yeah. are just naturally attracted to hearing the details of that story. Yes, I know. Oh, that's such yeah. a I'm jealous of that. Story. Overcoming that. I want to be fired by Gary Vee. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. I, I knew this was going to be fun. Um, <laughs> we've got to wrap things up. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more question, which is for people out there that, you know, maybe they're not even necessarily looking, they're not unhappy, not looking for a different job or anything like that, but they just want to take more ownership of their careers. Yeah. Um, and actually, oh, before I ask that question, there was one other question I wanted to ask you because you're also writing a book right now. What is your book about? My book is called The Career Stories Method, which is how to figure out what you're awesome at and learn about yourself in the process. Oh, I love that. And do you have any idea when that is going to be coming out? Uh, right now, January 12th. 2021, which is my 42nd birthday. So Holler. and a job search book about like finding yourself in the middle of a pandemic coming out. I think it's good time. Like I think I feel good about the timing, but right. yeah, I I'm on um, just my editor just sent me back 
Yeah. And it's the second draft of the manuscript and then it goes to copy editing and then I'm meeting with like the publishing marketing team. So we are. Oh, nice. Yeah. <sighs> yeah you're you're ahead of me. I'm, I'm writing my first book right now and I'm just finishing the first draft and then <sighs> I'm going to review and then get it to an editor. Um, side note, I thought this story was ridiculous, but a friend of mine introduced me to her editor. She said, my editor is the best. You've got to connect with her. Here's her email address. Um, cause I'm self-publishing my book. So, uh, and she's, and I, I sent the woman an email and said, Hey, you know, uh, Kate, I think is her name. Uh, my friend, Rachel said, you're the best. I'd love to find out about working with you. And I get an email back last night at 10 o'clock. I, I was in bed. I didn't see it till this morning. And she's like, Oh, Hey, uh, really great to hear from you. Um, I'd love to work with you now may not be the best time because I'm being induced into labor tomorrow morning at four 30. I was like, why are you writing this email to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then she went on to this long email about the the whole editing process. It was great. It was really great. It was very informative. But I, I felt it. like I should not be getting that much of her attention right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So cool. I'm excited about the book, January twenty January twelfth, twenty twenty one. And I'll get back to my last question, which is for people um, not necessarily trying to move or leave or anything, but just want to take more ownership of their career, be more intentional. Mm -hmm. What's one more piece of advice you would give? Oh, gee. So. I always say like do the career stories because then you'll figure out, you know, it, and then I think it's about like when you notice the things that you're really good at, start testing them out. So not in testing them out for new jobs, but start testing them out by the way that you show up, right? So if you notice that you love planning things, but you rarely get to do that in your job, just look for opportunities to go okay, where, like, where could I plan things more and even talk to your boss and be like, you know, I love my job. Here's, but here's like two skills that I, that I really want to develop more. And I want to take on projects. If there's any opportunity to plan more, I want to do that. And just share that with people instead of being quiet, but test out how it feels in the job. Because a lot of people don't need to leave the jobs that they have. No. They just need to enrich them. Right. And right just try on a different outfit, right? Yep. And just go, what's it going to feel like today if I don't complain about anything and I just offer help and I help with planning? Yeah. And then see how that feels. And you're like, oh, that gives me more joy. Then you you have a new career story and you're helping more and you don't you have to change anything. Love it. Yeah. Just make a few tweaks. You don't have to change yeah. the whole thing. Uh, well, Carrie, this has been great. Um, I tagged you in this LinkedIn, in the, my LinkedIn post so people can click on that and connect with you. Um, for people that want to find out about working with you or anything like that, where should they go? Is it just LinkedIn? Just, like, just click that link. You'll see me. Just click that yeah. link. Connect, connect on LinkedIn. She's the, the LinkedIn master. All right, Carrie. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for Thank spending you. time with me yeah, uh, and those people who tuned in live. And uh, I'll see you later.